This is the reality. Hello there, welcome to The Reality. My name is Dudley Anderson, really good to be with you once again, speaking about the sure reality of real life as found in Jesus Christ. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. None of us can get to the Father except that we come through Jesus, acknowledging Him to be Lord and Savior, believing He died and rose again from the dead, and receiving His Lordship in our lives. If you'd like to know more about that, I would dearly like to answer your questions. Please email me, Dudley. D-U-D-L-E-Y at surereality.net The reality is produced by Sure Reality. Find out more at surereality.net Meeting an encourager is the most refreshing thing. Life is filled with so many disappointments and disillusionments that leave us lonely and desolate. Meeting an encourager lifts one's spirit and helps you face life head-on and certainly as a Christian believer, to face life in the strength that only the Lord can give. One of the greatest encouragers that we find in the Bible is a fellow called Barnabas. Well, his real name was actually Joseph, but as we read in the book of Acts, his friends changed his name from Joseph to Barnabas, which means son of encouragements. Barnabas was the first to recognize Paul, the apostle, after his conversion, remembering, of course, that Paul was a persecutor of the Christians, and when he became a follower of Jesus, the Christians were afraid of him. Barnabas took Paul in and encouraged him. For today's The Reality, we meet a Barnabas, Solomi Lumala from Kampala, Uganda. Solomi suffered the dreadful disease of cancer. She endured an operation, radiotherapy and chemotherapy to overcome her illness. However, even while in hospital, Solomon ended up encouraging other people in their plight. When I hear about a cancer patient, my antenna goes up. I need to pray for them. I'll be able to, to provide if I can. So that has given me ministry. I, I would encourage someone and I tell her, look, I've gone through this treatment. You too can go through it. Mm. Or let's trust God for this. I think even my attitude would speak if somebody cared to really know or understand. And I think that is important for Christians, that whatever situation you are in, the way you do it should speak about who you are. It takes a big person to look beyond their own difficulties to love and support and encourage total strangers. Solomi now resides in America. I spoke with her via Skype for today's The Reality. Thank you so much for joining us, Salome. You've got a, a heart-rending, say, a story of uh, surviving cancer. We're going to be talking about that in just a minute. But Salome, let's begin at the beginning, as always. How did you give your life to Jesus? Well, thanks, Dudley, and I'm glad to be here. I first committed my life to Christ way back in primary school, maybe 10, 12, 13 years old. Um, got a little bit cold recommitted uh, in high school back in, uh, back in Uganda, that's about 16, 17. I went to university, again, I kind of backslid. But in 2000, I seriously recommitted myself uh, to Christ. Now, I know that God never lets, lets go of us. Mm. We wander away, but God never lets go of us. So 
I am assured now that I know and I'm assured I know he is my savior. Amen. He never lets go of us. Uh, so yes. um, you, you grew up in, in Uganda. Where about in Uganda? In Kampala itself. Oh, in Kampala. Okay. That's central Uganda. Yes, and uh, you know, as you as you said, it happens to so many people. They they give their lives to Jesus as a as a child, and then the the cares of the world and the fun in the world comes along mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. drags us away. And you said that you had a real encounter with Jesus. What actually happened? I think around two thousand, I was seriously searching. I had so many questions. Um, life in certain aspects wasn't going very well. At one point I told myself, well, um, I've suffered or I've had these mishaps in life. Um, it could only get worse. I, I don't mind going, I mean, dying. But um, then I was thinking without Christ that it wouldn't be painful. Mm-hmm. Until I came across a teaching, I think I had a someone and probably read in the Bible where it says that, the fire in hell never stops. The maggots keep keep eating away at our bodies that we are actually um, conscious of the pain. And then I decided, no, I wouldn't want to have that kind of life. Hmm. And I also was made to realize that, that um, life on earth with Christ would definitely be much easier. It would, you would be able to manage um, the problems of life. And I must say that it's not because... On earlier occasions, I I just went with a crowd or whatever, but I didn't really understand what a Christian life is all about. I think I lacked teaching, mm-hmm. uh, probably what you call discipleship. Mm-hmm. So that's why I had gone cold. So this time around, when I was recommitting myself, I said, God, I need a fellowship. I need people to work with me. Mm-hmm. I need to be in there for for the long haul. I this time around, I don't want to go out. I don't want to backslide. So that's how it happened in 2000. Mm-hmm. So you say you discovered what uh, the Christian walk is really all about. What was the most yes. profound thing that the Lord showed you at this point in your life? Um, at that point, I started listening to Christian radio back in Kampala. I believe even Christian TV had just come. So the different pastors that I listened to and watched kind of explained it to me. And I realized that that was the way to go. Mm. That that with all the problems I was facing in my life, he was someone I could rely on to help me with those problems, to mm. overcome or at least to to know how to face the problems mm. in a in a better way than I was doing at that point. Mm. At that point, uh, because I was working at the central bank in Uganda, um, the Christians in the fellowship, there's a fellowship at the bank, were praying for me. I didn't know, but they were praying for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe some, God somehow put uh, my name on their heart, so they were praying for me. And I can't say, yes, God answered their prayer, so eventually I committed myself. And I did grow a lot in that fellowship, 2000 up to 2011, when I left Uganda. Mm-hmm. What you're sharing with me, uh, Salome, is the fact that God knows everything about us. Sometimes we think, you know, my problems are very private and nobody else knows about them and I don't know how I'm going to handle this thing in life. 
But what you've just shared now is the fact that God knows everything. He knows those problems. Sometimes we think God doesn't know our needs and our problems, and he leads us to pray for one another, and that is so important in our lives. So obviously, Salome, discipleship has become a very important thing for you. But let me just go back a little bit to what you just said. Mm -hmm. So in that regard of God knowing all the details of our lives, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 138, verse 8. He, in some versions, it says he will perfect everything that concerns you. So I've learned to to um, to say that even with mundane things. God, this thing can't work. Can you fix it for me or can I get mm. a, an, an easy way around it and somehow it gets resolved? Mm. So on discipleship, um, I may not have a direct re- discipleship relationship with anyone, but I, I find myself a source of encouragement for people. It could be even a mature Christian. I mean, they're having issues, but they need a hand to hold on. And uh, I find myself being ready to do that. Mm. Um, I've tried a little bit of discipleship with my sons. Uh, Now that I'm not with them 24-7 in the house because they're adults, when we do talk, there's always that bit of, but you, you know that you should be doing this, but you know that God would take care of this. Mm-hmm. Or I would send a, a, a message of encouragement, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's not directly um, in discipleship as such. Mm. But that's what it's all about. It's, it's just being there for one another and encouraging one another. I think this is, mm-hmm. by my experience and what you've already shared with me in your testimony that we're going to get to in just a few minutes' time, Salome, is to be an encourager is, is, is a powerful thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And I see that in you. You tend to be an encourager in the lives of other people. Salome, you, um, you moved from Kampala. You are now residing in the U.S., am I correct? Yes, I've been here since 2011 on a contract job. And as we speak now, I'm trusting God for the next step. But going back to what you've just said about encouragement, uh, a colleague sent me a message yesterday. She said she was having uh, issues with her boss. So I, she said, can you please pray for me? So I said, this lady is a Christian. She's mature. Let me just send her scriptures as to guide her uh, how she can pray. Mm. So one of the scriptures I sent her was praying for leaders. And she responded today to say, today to say no, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't want to be praying for this boss. I prayed for the former boss and it didn't work. <laughs> so I responded. I said, listen, it is God to change hearts, including the hearts of leaders. And it's not, it's not us. Our role is just to pray. So that, that shows you, um, it, it can be sensitive because I can see she's in pain and she said it, it's painful, but we need to stand on the truth. Mm. And, and that's all I have to offer, it's the truth. Mm. The Bible tells you to pray for kings and for leaders. So that's what you do and mm. you'll be at peace. Mm. That's very true and very right. You know, I think uh, in the Bible, uh, one of the greatest encouragers in the Bible was the Apostle Paul. He kept Mm. saying, you know, I wrote to the Ephesians or I wrote to the Colossians to encourage Mm -hmm. them. And throughout Mm. the book of Acts, we see that he traveled back to the churches to encourage them. And when I think of Paul, I don't think of his words as sweet and dripping with honey. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes encouragement can be hard, can't it? I agree with you. Yes, it can be hard. 
I, I could imagine this lady's face when she reads them, my response, but I thought that that's all I needed to tell her. Very good. To encourage her and to remind her that it's not uh, up to us to change. Uh, and who knows why, why that boss is your boss at this time. Mm. Yes, God might be working in you through the boss. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so um, there we are. Absolutely. Did you have anybody in your life that encouraged you? Oh, yes. I do have people who encourage me, even up to today. Um, it's interesting how a friend will just send a, a, a message out of the blue. Solomon, are you really fine? And it's at a moment where you're not really fine. Mm. So my first thought is always, this girl has been led by the Spirit of God to ask me that question. Yes. So yes, I do have people who encourage me. Um, like I was saying, I'm now looking to God for the next step. Uh, in the recent, in the past five days, I've had uh, three ladies speak into my life, and we had a different day of prayer and fasting with each of these three, and I just marveled at the way God used them to speak to me. Mm. So, so yes, I, 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 I now see it um, probably as, as the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. I've had this, I have these three ladies ministering to me, but I know I've also had an opportunity to minister to others' encouragement. Fantastic. And mm -hmm. I think of what you've shared with me, that is the central theme of your testimony about cancer. Mm -hmm. So, Lomi, mm -hmm. we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, I want to ask you about that. The reality is produced in partnership with Good News Broadcasting Association. To listen to this program again, please visit the website gnba.net. For more information about GNBA and other radio programs that we produce, please send an email to info at gnba.net. Email us info at gnba.net. Hello to you if you've just clicked on in or listening right there on that radio station. Really good to have your company. My name is Dudley Anderson. You're listening to The Reality, a half-hour talk show talking about the reality of real life and how we face the reality of life through a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. You can find out more about Sure Reality and how you can support us at surereality.net. Today on The Reality, we're speaking with a lovely lady who is the most encouraging person, Solomi Lumala. Solomi shared how she gave her life to Jesus as a child. And then, sadly, like so many of us, she drifted from the faith. She recommitted her life to Christ as a teenager and then, sadly, drifted again. Until later in life, she encountered the reality of Jesus she discovered how important it is to remain in fellowship, in church, under the sound of God's Word and solid Bible teaching. As she grew in her faith, Solomon found herself encouraging other people in their life of faith. Encouragement is a bona fide biblical ministry. We read in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Preach the Word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Solomon's words have done so much to help and inspire people in their Christian walk. Not only so, but when she found herself facing imposing and painful treatment for aggressive cancer, Solomon wound up encouraging other dear folks facing the same dilemma. Let's find out more 
Today's The Reality was recorded via Skype. Slomi, through your experience with cancer, you ended up encouraging other people with cancer. Mm-hmm. How and when were you just diagnosed with cancer? Back in June 2002, I noticed a small lump on, my, on one of my breasts, the right breast, about the size of a bean. Um, as anybody else, I was scared. Um, my first recourse was to pray and ask God to remove it. Then when I realized it wasn't going away, I, I, I knew I had to do something else. So I consulted several doctors, and in October, I went for surgery. Um, and the results showed that it was cancerous. Mm-hmm. So the, the advice I was given was to remove the whole breast. But in my mind, I was like, why should I remove the whole breast when it's not sick, when, it's, when the cancer hasn't spread? Um, so instead of going for, for removing the whole breast, I went for a second operation, and now in a different country. And they did some more surgery around that place to remove some more uh, flesh. And, and they discovered that there wasn't any cancer. Mm. Uh, in other words, it hadn't spread. Praise God. Yes, exactly. Praise God. So after that second operation, I returned to Uganda and I went through, um, I'll say, those nasty treatments. So mm-hmm. I did the chemotherapy, which is um, through the, the blood and stuff. And then I also did the radiotherapy, which is heat on that spot where the cancer was. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, because it was on the breast, there was always that, that risk on the heart, that the radiotherapy would affect the heart. Mm-hmm. But again, thank God, the heart wasn't affected. So I finished the, the, those two treatments, one after the other. And for the chemotherapy, I did, I believe it was six or seven rounds of that drug every three weeks. And what I remember, of course, was I lost my hair. Mm-hmm. Then uh, my complexion changed. Uh, so that was one of the side effects. Then uh, the test on the tongue was affected. Um, some sweet things were no longer sweet, so I'd probably add more sugar to tea than I would, I would need. Mm-hmm. And at that point, not, of course, not knowing that sugar wasn't good for, for cancer patients, but I, I'll do that. So that's how it was at that time. I, I then started on annual examinations. Um, the mammogram to make sure that the breasts were cancer-free. Mm. And then I believe it was once in two years to, to ensure that there was no, no spread elsewhere, particularly in the, in the cervix. So, so I've done those tests several times and I remain cancer-free. Praise and the way I want to describe it is that I'm thriving, not surviving, but thriving yes. after cancer. Praise God. Yes, God is amazing. He is amazing. You know, um, you prayed for healing. I always say that God always heals. Sometimes he heals instantly, supernaturally. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. a gradual supernatural healing. And often God heals through medication. And I know you had to go through chemotherapy, which is dreadful. But we still give God the glory for your healing. Am I right? Yes, 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 yes. And one of the reasons is at that time, I know several ladies who are going through cancer treatment mm. who passed away around that time, 2002, 2003. And unfortunately, one passed away just last week after 
battling for eight years. Mm. But what am I saying? One of the ladies that I met at that time, and I didn't know her very well, but I knew her brother. When I met her at the hospital, she had such long hair, but she was going through the treatment. So I'm like, wow. She's gone through the treatment, but she still has her hair, and it was long. Mm. And she was so strong. But a few days later, she, she just deteriorated and she passed away. Another lady was at, working at the same place as I was, and uh, the cancer spread so quickly and so badly. If there's a, I don't know if it, it can be any better. Mm. And she passed away. Then another had, um, I believe, um, cancer of the womb. Then somebody else also had breast cancer. So it was like several people were passing away and I was still alive and now I'm thriving. Mm -hmm. um, which makes me think there is a reason why I survived. So before you even ask the question, if you were going to ask mm -hmm. it, um, when I hear about a cancer patient, my antenna goes up. I need to pray for them. I'll be able to, 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 to provide if I can. So that has given me ministry and maybe that's what god wanted maybe not but i still do it mm -hmm. that's amazing and uh, you know in your testimony that i read um before i recorded this show you said uh, at the cancer clinic you could sense despair and hopelessness you said mm -hmm. i was full of hope the hope mm -hmm. of the living god and i remember encouraging as many people as possible as we waited for our mm -hmm. sessions tell me a little yes. bit about the encouragement of other people who were facing cancer First of all, there's a fear about cancer itself. So I recall, at, I think it was the second or third day I was going in for radiotherapy. There's a lady who came, she had had pain throughout the night. It wasn't hard to report, but she, because she had had pain, she came. Hmm. And one of the nurses shouted at her and I thought, this lady is facing the pain. She's facing a dreaded disease. And this is the way you react. Hmm. So, so that that gave me a different perspective, and it gave it helped me to to find ways of encouraging people. Now, I'll consider myself fortunate um, that at that point I had access to internet and I could read up on all sorts of things. But most people don't have that back home in Uganda. Now it, it it's more prevalent. But in 2000, very few people had uh, 2002. Very few people had access to the internet. So, hmm. I I would use um, the information I'll get there. And then also the scriptures, and and um, I, I would encourage someone that I tell her, look, I've gone through this treatment, you too can go through it, mm. or you find um, someone who's just who, who who doesn't even know God, who who hasn't heard about God, and you say, no, let's pray or let's trust God for this, and and sometimes I would say, okay, if even if you don't think that this is going to work just remember what i've told you you can even ask god and say but why why is it that the other lady has it different from me hmm. so in other words why is it that solomon is doing better than i'm doing so that was a sort of a challenge but also an encouragement yeah. that i would issue every so often wow that is that is an encouragement to me you know just listening to you um solomon because Cancer is a dreadful disease. You know, I've not had cancer, but I could imagine somebody sitting in the in the hospital in absolute despair. Mm -hmm. And yet mm -hmm. you also, in that same situation, are able to encourage those that are going through mm -hmm. that despair. So were you able to share the love of God and, and the message of, of Jesus with people? 
Yes. Um, maybe not necessarily saying you need salvation or, or, or you need to commit yourself to God. But I would, I would speak the word of God in the conversation. I recall meeting a gentleman. I think he was he was going into the session as I was leaving. So because I was walking back, probably going to to my car, I, and, and he said, so you're coming from there? I said, yes. Uh, so what's up with you? I said, um, I'm here for treatment, yes, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm just adding numbers to the doctor's research because as far as I know, I'm healed. So he asked me, so are you a Christian? I said, yes. And he said, yes, I can see that. Hmm. Um, so, so I think even my attitude would speak if somebody cared to really know or understand. So, and, and I think that is important for Christians that whatever situation you are in, mm-hmm. it might be that you're doing a, I mean, just printing something or typing that or the other, but the way you do it should speak about who you are. Amen. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, you, you've got the all clear, Solomon, and you, do you feel that God has restored you? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. A lot, a lot. Um, at one point, I used to consider myself um, a she job, if you want, that job lost everything but mm-hmm. got back everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I lost my hair, my skin was dark, I couldn't eat, or all those things, they've since, of course, washed away. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I cut my hair as and when I want. Um, I eat as a, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. I want to eat, and it's good. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I've seen, I mean, my 2002, this is 2020. That's so many years ago. Mm. Um, probably it explains why I even forget that the years. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, God has really restored me. Praise God. And uh, as in, in the life of Job, it says in the scripture that his latter years were better than his former years. There I believe the same will apply to you too, Salome. Uh, one of your, your favorite scriptures, and perhaps we can just end on this, is Isaiah 43, verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through mm-hmm. the rivers, you shall not be overwhelmed. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame mm-hmm. shall not consume you. You walk through fire, Salome. How does the scripture work in your life? Yeah, so at that point, particularly when I was when I was doing the radiotherapy, I would imagine that that thing is a fire. Actually, because it's heat, mm. it, it actually feels like a fire. Wow! It may not. It, it it may not. I mean, you may not feel that temperature at that point, but the effect is like the skin has been burnt. Wow! And for me, actually, when I stopped the when I finished the radiotherapy and started the chemotherapy, the two reacted, and I got wounds on the chest. So, so as I lay down under the rays, I would say, Lord, this is fire, but you are with me. Protect my heart. Because as I said, because it was on the chest, there was a, there was a, a, a risk for the heart. Mm. So I said, Lord, protect my heart. Now, when it came to radiotherapy, because, or rather chemotherapy, because it's a liquid it's intravenous, mm. and that looked like it is water mm. trying to drown me. Wow. It wasn't water, and it wasn't going to drown me. It didn't drown me because I came out successfully. But yes, so that that was a very favorite scripture mm. then, and it continues to be now. I mean, in life's issues, certain things will come overwhelming, but when 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 you know that you are holding or God is holding your hand and you are holding His hand, 
then you're assured of of of, of victory you're assured of walking through hmm. yes fantastic hmm. solomi lumala thank you so much for sharing your story with us today what an encouragement god bless you god bless you dadly and thank you for the opportunity Today on The Reality, we've been speaking to Solomi Lumala. What an amazing woman. Just speaking to her was such an encouragement to me. I encourage you, dear friend, to seek the Lord in your situation. Whatever your situation, perhaps you're suffering from cancer as we speak. Perhaps you're facing some other dilemma in life. I encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of your faith. And I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord our God will help you, strengthen you, and yes, encourage you through the this time. He is your source and he is your resource. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality in partnership with the Good News Broadcasting Association. Find out more about GNBA at the website gnba.net. If you have any questions or you'd like some prayer, please do email me dudley at surereality.net. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you as always, keep your eyes on Jesus and take care.